So, first episode, what's up, peeps? What's up? Um, this is the Unplanned Ambitious Podcast, or Unplanned Ambition Podcast, depending on the tense of the last second word. Um, this is very unplanned. Yeah, it is unplanned. We really kind of just did it out of the blue. But um, it is ambitious. We are ambitious. That does play pretty well. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll just go over our day, because... We have nothing much else to talk about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was uh, on a date. Coffee date. I know. Cheers. If people are wondering what the theme of this podcast is... Um, Misogyny. No. No, 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 no. It's unplanned. It's unplanned. Exactly. But as we continue it, it will, it will develop a bit better. Yeah, so tell us about your date. Well, you know, it was uh, it was pretty chill. Coffee, you know, is my thing, so we went to a coffee shop. For context, this guy is a hipster. He's also an IPA guy, oh, as you guys can see. Our names. Oh, yeah. Uh, my name's Maxie. Yeah, I'm Louie. That's all you're going to get. Not that it matters. No, nah, no one cares about us, really. Nice to meet you guys. So, yeah, date was cool. Um, I drank coffee. I got my filter coffee with, like, dark chocolate cookie. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty lit. And uh, she got, I don't know, something with milk, which I don't get, and with like a fake croissant. That. But this was an interesting date because it was a girl that you... Yeah, so to talk about the girl a bit, um, she's cool. Um, you know, it, we have a little bit of a history, um, kind of reconnecting after a bit of a separate separation. Separation. And that separation was caused by what? Ah, uh, you know, just, um, conflict. Conflict? Well, a certain conflict, actually. A Conflicts. global conflict. Yeah, a global conflict. <laughs> I don't know if you guys ever heard about the, uh, protests going on worldwide, especially in Iran. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it had affected our relationship, for to say. Um, yeah. I don't know if this really will continue this much longer, this conversation. Okay, okay. Yeah, well, we don't want to cancel ourselves so early into the show. Yeah, I know. That'd be terrible. That would be pretty this terrible. This is episode one. Yeah. By the way, welcome. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sit back, relax, have a coffee of your own, or, you know, not to do any placement products or yeah. anything. This isn't sponsored yet. Yeah, we're not sponsored, but, you know, we do have our own. Do we each take one? Yeah, yeah, we we probably should. Yeah. Probably should. I don't I mean, know. Uh, it's like is, ten p.m. It's ten. It's uh yeah nine twenty. So for context, Louis goes to bed at like nine p.m. I, I go to bed at eleven every day. Yeah. Or twelve on weekends, although not Sundays. Oh. Anyways, why do you go to bed so early? Wow. Wow, you really made that spray a lot. I did. Um, going to bed early is kind of part of you know trying to keep myself more disciplined. I think, uh, you know, we kind of let ourselves just develop bad habits. And I was definitely subject to that, especially in high school. And in my first semester in uni in Canada, I, uh, well, I still am in uni, but my first uni, I guess technically last year, um, I had very mediocre grades. And for the classes I was taking, which weren't very difficult, Definitely should have done better, so kind of looked at that as like a disappointment. Anyways, cheers. Cheers. How's the new flavor? I don't like it. The new flavor, by the way, guys, is apricot strawberry. 
or if you're French, um, abricot fraise. Yeah, so context, once again, we are in Montreal, as our sign says right there. Um, that does say Montreal. Yeah, and uh, that kind of means that everything here yeah, is we're translated. All, we're also super rich, just to let you guys know. Yeah, we're like super wealthy. If you guys need anything, don't even donate to us, honestly. Like, we don't need it. Just donate to like the people in Iran. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, we'll put a link in the bio. Mm -hmm. um, so, on a more serious note, how was your day, Maxi? Man, my day was weird. I woke up. The Who woke you up? Not the alarm, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, I woke up and I uh, had to go try to fix a deep fryer today, this morning. Not had to, I just felt out of sympathy. Oh, you're over there? Yeah, over there. Huh. Context, I work at a ramen place. Yeah. As a, you don't have to keep saying for context. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just for context. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I did not succeed in uh, fixing the deep fryer, and instead... What do you deep fry at the ramen shop? Chicken. Uh, um, you, I think I was... Dumplings. We deep fry takiyaki. Takiyaki, uh, actually. Uh, is it takiyaki? Oh. Um, and uh, as I was trying to repair it, uh, I pulled this lever, and all the oil just started to go all over the floor. <laughs> so, it really helped out, um, which was great. Well, that was certainly unplanned. <laughs> certainly <laughs> unplanned. And I spent the rest of the day at my work, just chilling with the coworkers of the restaurants around and doing homework. And um, wow, not really anything memorable. Should we talk about our majors? No. Nah. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. They'll maybe figure it out. As yeah, as you guys will have to guess. We'll, we'll put a poll, you know? <laughs> nah, we'll just let them guess. No, we'll let you guys poll guess. Poll limits it too quickly. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, well, that was quite a morning for you, I guess. Yeah, well, although, it seems morning, more like 11 p.m. Yeah. yeah. For um, context... Louie and I are complete opposites, so. Yeah, I kind of work during the morning. He goes to bed at 11, I wake up at 11. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just yeah, I didn't think about it that way. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so, this Red Bull's kind of kicking in. You know? No, but... It's... This one's too artificially flavored. It's actually their new flavor, I believe. Um, I feel like I'm vaping. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's, that, how that's how I feel when I'm drinking Monster. Monster? <laughs> yeah. No, Monster just tastes it's, straight up like battery acid. It's just, it tastes yeah, we, not we necessarily hate, bad. We hate Monster. Yeah. We're, Actually, we're but if they, wanna, if they ever want to reach out, you know. If they ever do want to reach out, though, I mean, why not? our opinions could change, you know. Yeah, you guys could change the way we think about it. Yeah. But in an so far, way. yeah, Red Bull. Just going to say, not a big fan of Red Bull F1 team. I am way more... Into the team for uh, AlphaTauri, so Which shout is? out to actually Gasly just left. So he went to Alpine. What? What is AlphaTauri? It's just the, another F one team. You mm. know, you have like Ferrari, Mercedes. 
I like Lewis Hamilton a lot. But AlphaTauri is not based off a real car brand, is it? No, no, no. It's actually owned by Red Bull, but like, it's not like... <laughs> so Red Bull really capitalizes on this. <laughs> well, I mean, Mercedes, so there's a Mercedes team, but then there's Williams, and I'm not an expert, but like, Williams is owned by Mercedes as well, I'm pretty sure. They have an ownership stake in Williams, or something like, they have a lot of... They have those two teams kind of control F1, and then Ferrari has like just their one team, I think, and then... Uh, you got like random teams like Haas and uh, um, you have Aston Martin, McLaren. Uh, and what do these what do these teams like? What makes each individual one special? Are they all? It's usually the drivers, I'd say. I mean, the driver and the car, which and the car, right? And that's why there are two different championships in F one. You have the constructors championship, which is like the um, amount of points um, gotten by the two cars put together. Mm-hmm. And then there's the driver's championship. Well, isn't it cool to think that like companies like Red Bull or Vans can kind of expand their marketing strategy in such a I way? I mean, Red Bull is just one big like marketing company, if you think about it. It's just like all they do is marketing. That's the reason their success started out. It's all event management or sponsors. It's right? been done so well. I, you know, the funny thing is Red Bull was originally like this drink that was Taiwanese. I forget the name of it. It was something else, but uh, some European guy. I think he was from like, like Austria or like Switzerland or something like that. And that's oh well, that's why Jamie. They, yeah, look, no, Jamie looked Austrian, that up. Austrian, because it's in Austria now. Like I'm pretty sure he's from Austria. Okay, it's an Austrian company now. Uh, he like really took control. I think he. I forget how he got involved right away, but he like had this like big. I, I think at the moment at the time, energy drinks weren't like a thing at all. Of course. And they, but they were in Asia a bit, but he, like, totally changed the marketing around it, and then he made it more appealing to, like, white consumers or, you know, white people. Or, not white people. But why were they popular in Asia? Uh, I mean, I've only been to Japan once, not to flex. Yeah. Um, and when you're there, it's, like, one thing you clearly see is, like, there's so much more selection in terms of products. I mean, at the vending machines, for instance, you have, like, I think they have the highest... Per ratio per capita in the world. I think it's like one for every twenty eight people. There's like one vending machine in Japan. But doesn't that also promote unhealthy eating? Yeah, but they're all skinny. But I also understood this. This is gonna be a little controversial, but I Uh-oh. understood <laughs> controversial button um, that in certain Asian countries, it's a symbol of wealth when you're more obese or when you're. Yeah, probably, but I don't like think that, anymore. It's based off medieval probably times. Probably in, like... Based off medieval times, but apparently it's still more prevalent in the Middle East. Uh, sorry, I think Asia. It's, well, then... Um, I probably, like, not in the more westernized Asian countries, like South Korea, Taiwan, Japan, and, like, Singapore. Although Singapore is a weird, weird country. But, uh... What you, what's so weird about Singapore? Well, it's like they—they're like a capitalistic society that is also run by like a communist regime. Well, not communist, but like a regime in general. Like the there's only one party that runs the government, and they own like ninety percent of the land in Singapore. Like there's not a lot of private ownership over the land. They do a lot of they do a similar thing to China where they give uh, land leases. So like they lease like you can buy like. A paper telling like the government for how long you own the land, but it's not like yours forever, you know. Like yeah, in like the U.S. That's that's um, an interesting 
like contact contractual. So yeah, wow, we really went off the continent. Yeah, yeah. Singapore is cool. They have an F one race there too, and I want to see it one day. Yeah, yeah. could be interesting. Of all the Singapore, all the F one races, I think I gotta say my top three I want to see is like Japan. I know Monaco is generic and it's not a good race because the track isn't very wide, so there's not a lot of action, but it just looks like such a fun event that I want to go to it. And then, so Japan, Monaco, and probably, I don't know, like, like Miami looks good. Montreal, honestly, like, looks pretty good. They have an F1 race here, and it looks pretty fun, like, in terms of, like, the well, track. What's, what's fun about watching F1? Well, it's like you, you see all thrill. Of, you don't know how you you have no idea how fast they actually drive until like you're there. You feel like you're in like cars too or something. No, like they drive way faster than you even you can ever like imagine. Like, and when you you've been to a game, a race? Yeah. Um, no, I haven't been to a race yet. I was trying to go last summer, but the tickets are like five hundred bucks. At the like the like the worst tickets are like five hundred bucks. I you said you're rich. I am rich, but like I'm also economical. I pay for you know. Yeah, well, you know, frugality is important. They ran out of the good seats for me. You know, I forgot to reserve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but outside of F one, you know, uh, let's see what else should we talk go into. Well, speaking of frugality. What legality? Frugality. Frugality. Ah. Yeah. Well, what do you think of frugality? Do you think that some people overdo it? Um, yeah, I think, like, in anything in life, there's a balance. Uh, do you believe in choosing experiences? This is something I do, actually, this is something I actually do think about. It's, like, maybe it's not so much around money, but it's around the idea of, like, how we spend our time. So, like, I am at the moment, I'm very, like, focused and disciplined on, like, trying to work on a lot of things going on at the moment, like, school and, like, a job I have and another job I have. And, uh, you know, I, like... I'm doing those things, not, well, I do like them, but I don't love them, and then I do think about how I am young at my, like, at this point in my life, and, like, you know, I'm in this school in this country for a specific reason, just to do well, and that, like, working on the side of it a lot isn't really, like, the, like, shouldn't be the focus, but it is because, like, it's something I want for myself, because I think if it all goes well, like, by the end of this year, then next year will be better, but then will I be even more enticed to like continue being disciplined? I don't know. I'm kind of, I mean, that's the question for myself really, but uh, I do think of it. So kind of relating it to frugality, um, you know, it's like, do you want to kind of worry about money, like making money at a young age, or do you want to worry about like kind of just spending the money you have in a way that makes life more enjoyable in the moment and then kind of making the right decisions as you go along that lets you kind of find a path that lets you build enough wealth so that you're never really like you don't like and i know like everyone financial freedom is a fluid thing yeah and that's the thing like that's something you know i haven't really achieved yet so i I think that's that's out of the ordinary so like that's something that's that's actually my goal for this year is to become fully financially independent um you know Shout out to parents. my parents. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to the parents. I love them. Yeah. Um, and, but, so, yeah, the goal of mine this year is really to kind of be able to be independent to the point where 
Um, you know, it's not that I won't ask for support if I don't need it. And, you know, my parents are always willing to help me out. I mean, like most parents are. So Absolutely. I hope your parents love you. They do love me. <laughs> um, if any of our audience has a uh, family trouble, um, we're very we're sorry. always there for you. We're very sorry. We can be, we can start the unplanned family. Unplanned <laughs> <laughs> family. Yeah. For five ninety nine, <laughs> you can join our family. <laughs> <laughs> run away from home um but yeah that's that it's an interesting one because i don't hear a lot of people in our age like bracket that are talking about financial freedom using words like financially independent from especially the parents like most of the people i know who are at my school mm-hmm. seem to really be focused on just getting through school having maybe a side job that isn't extremely important yeah. and then seeing whether they go into a master's or just kind of find a job like that yeah i mean we have a few friends that are doing like the co-op program. but what do you think makes us different in that sense why why do we want to do that well i don't know if we have the same answer but um i mean for me i'm i'm i think like i like really do try to take any opportunity i have to like get further and what I see as making more money because that is goes towards the idea of being financially independent. Does it ever feel competitive? Uh, I mean, I don't think there's competitive in what way? Like, well, like, it's not a status thing, right? Because I mean, financially, I'm not really doing it for like, I'm doing it for myself, but also for like my family. So I don't know. It competitive in like what way again? Like, I guess. Well, I suppose you know you're you're in a huge fish tank, right? Yeah. You're one fish in this sea of especially people who are. There's always going to be someone smarter than you, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be someone smarter than you, and to stay on even on top in your eyes, that's not even possible. You can't be on top. You can never be on top. No, you. But you. But every person's different. Every every person's different. Yeah, but. It it goes kind of down to like it's also uh, it's also how you look at people being above you. Like there are yeah surely there are you know probably some kids that are most likely Asian that are smarter than me. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Jokes. Uh, no, for real though. Um, yeah, there are definitely people that are you know smarter than any one of us at any point in our life, but it's like what is the advantage that gives them? Because, like, for me, for example, I always, even, like, i kind of been aware of this from when I was younger. Like, I never really saw myself as, like, the smartest person in the room, like, in general. Like, in terms of, like, mathematical capability and, like, even writing and reading comprehension. Like, all that stuff I'm all right and I'm it's, decent it's at. It's okay, it's okay. Am I making it too, like, sad? Don't worry. Um, no, but, like, the thing is, is, like, I always saw... The other kids that were like you know better than me but like i never really i never really i envied it in a way but i also felt like i had i have what's unique about me is like i have like a unique perspective of things around my life that like kind of give me like the um i guess individuality that i have it's kind of weird i guess it's not like something t- like very specific that you can be like right out say like this is what i'm the best at but i think yeah. there is something 
I think in every one of us, we have something that's special, and it's just about how we... How we differentiate ourselves. How we use that and, like, (laughs) apply it to our lives. Yeah. I don't know if we're going way too into, like, philosophy now, but... I don't know, man. I'm looking at it from a business perspective, too. Yeah, business because Because, obviously, you know, if you're looking at creating a company, for instance... Yeah. You're going to want to hire people that are smarter than you. you Oh, yeah, absolutely. They're going to want a team with you that, you know, some of these people are fucking geniuses at what they do like the fact that there's people who can just code like thousands of lines of text yeah and you're over here you know just with an Until idea open AI takes over the code yeah industry. yeah you had to name drop that one just for context <laughs> we're living in 2023 it's january um maybe 20. in the future there won't be podcasts but just to let you know this is a real podcast not made with ai I haven't thought about that. That's so funny. But it's, it's you think pot. You think like AI will start. I think AI can do anything. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that's crazy. Like it's just to think about how easy like AI gets to the level where it can just perfectly make any sort of yeah. Piece but of media. the better conversation is what do you think? Can it not do? What do you think it, is it its limitations on the sense that it can't recreate an aspect of unity? Because I personally can't really think of one. It's already going to this point. I don't think it has like a will. A will. Yeah, like like a. But a lot of AI is just continuously creating itself. It's making itself larger. It's like adding more information right yeah to itself and i think in that it has it it has i think it has like an like a like a direction but i don't think it has like a will like like a like a physical like you know obviously i mean who knows maybe excuse me i got gassy on the red bull um oh yeah maybe like it gets to a point where it's like independent from needing human instruction and it can kind of self-operate but then again like operate to do what i mean i guess this is a way beyond us <laughs> but something to think about i don't know um already though i i do really believe in the development of ai and uh but how about from a religious perspective a religious perspective because you're you're looking at a machine you know that yeah. can be so limitless in its capabilities that you have to like question like what could this be god could this could this be a new god? Um, ooh, that's that's a deep one. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the one getting? I feel like a guest on my own podcast. Uh, yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's that's a, you know, well, the thing about okay, so like, kind of taking that question a different route, like God in general, like one thing I, I kind of I actually have a friend that you actually I mean you don't know of him yet. But he's from San Mateo. Um, I used to play Minecraft with him when I was like okay, eight. Okay. Anyways, I saw him like two years like two years ago, and uh, and then the interesting thing is like he was originally atheist, but then he's talked about how he kind of became agnostic in a sense because you know the like the the term dogma. Dogma. I've heard of that term. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's the idea that you can't really you can't prove that God exists, but you can't really prove that He doesn't exist. Exactly, and that and goes then, down to the... And then you can always go into, like, the 
Big Bang Theory. Be like, okay, did God do it or did God not do it? You know, like yeah. I mean, there's a lot of science behind it, obviously, but then there's like even like, but there's there's so much that we still can't explain that like you kind of question reality in a way of its own. So we're bringing it back to AI. AI is so limitless, yeah, but like it's still bound to the realms of this reality. I think. For now, but we're also looking at it in a present sense. Yeah. But AR. it's easy to imagine that based off what it's able to do right yeah. now and how rapid its expansion is, True. that in a couple of years it might be able to just become humans like us. Bro. And if can I have an AI, AI can become humans, it's already going to be better than us regardless. You yeah. know? They're going to become humanoid. Maybe AI, like, what if AI like integrates with humanity in a way that like it's like humanity like ceases to be just biological and then we become, become like sort of like a cyberpunk kind of world where, where like AI is like they take over integrated within yeah I, I well, totally think that's possible as well I mean because I coming from a psychology perspective on this have always looked at our brain a lot more as an operating system than merely like flesh because our brain, our brain just has so many strange similarities to... We don't even know, fully understand the brain either. We don't know, but we, we're getting there, you know, we're getting there. Obviously, I mean, scientists point out, throw out, whatever yeah. the fuck, saying we know like 1% of the brain, but we know a lot of information on how our brain works, how there's neurons that are communicating with each other, and it's not too different from the binary idea of zeros and ones and shoot or don't shoot fire don't fire that's what yeah, neurons right. are doing right yeah that's what neurons are doing and yeah but it's like it's not it's like i think that's well it's to like, integrate a brain with a piece of technology i yeah. totally don't think that's unrealistic because no i know but it's not gonna like um you're talking about like binary code and I'm not a science major. Of course, science major. You're not a science as, major. as people can probably assume yeah. now, they probably eliminated all sciences as like a major for me. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I think, and I, I don't know where I was going with this, but like I remember, like they're also developing new ways for computers to operate. So like quantum computing is like very interesting, where it's like very it takes like it takes like com it just totally differentiate itself from like an ordinary computer that like does like each I think binary I don't know how binary Well essentially quantum computers just get it's so small. Every single chip is so fucking small. Yeah. But there's idea that it can just do any any calculation yeah. so fucking fast, right? Mm-hmm. And the smaller these like little lithium batteries get, the smaller these chips get that like run processors, whatever. Yeah. It's going to just be so small at one point that you could drink a glass of water and have an entire computer within yourself that could very well be programmed to indoctrinate us with ideas or to help fix like any sort of medical but it we also have to question why would the government like there's there's always this idea right the government wants to like control our thoughts or whatever but it's, the it's a meme. controlled by people it's well. a meme the government is in a way controlled by people not fully but what would the future look like i think oh wait sorry I think I i'm just know. saying what would the future look like would would humans be indoctrinating maybe themselves to forget how terrible their situation is 
or the government be indoctrinating like pe- the people to yeah. uh, just ign- not know how terrible the government let's is. Do a, let's do a real quick cut. A real quick cut? Yeah, quick. You have to, you have to pee? No, I need to check if it's rolling still. It is rolling. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I remember last time it like cut, like it stopped like, in the middle of the wave. Let me yeah. check it real quick. It's a, yeah, it says here one minute, so I was like. Back? Yeah, we're back. Um, yeah, so chips, government controlling us, who knows. But to talk about chips, we have to go into China. Uh oh. Speaking of chips, let me get this bag of chips. <laughs> oh. I swear, I I'm. This is gonna, I'm gonna destroy to... the microphone audio. I have to say. Yeah, I'm gonna wait to hear it. There's nothing worse. What if you, what if you put it into a bowl? Whoa, that could be smart. Although that wasn't too bad. This is not sponsored yet. All right, cut. <laughs> Pick up the damn chip on the floor. Alright, you wanna cut us in? Huh? You wanna cut us in? Yeah. Three, two, one. Play! Or uncut. <laughs> I don't know what I forgot Roll. what they say. Roll, yeah. Something like that. You're from L- you're from California. LA, you were about to say LA. Um, back to what we were saying though, China. Quite yeah. a conversation here. Well, I actually I don't want to make it too long. So, you know, we're we're already kind of. Have we even decided like a timeline? Hmm. Timeline. Timeline is however long you guys want to listen to our luscious voices. Yeah, and our deep conversations. And me munching on chips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's just there's a lot of news at the moment about China because uh. I forget the name of the company. It's I think it's is it's it so, one of the so we have to talk about how there's technically two Chinas if you're part of Taiwan. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I mean. So just yeah. So TSMC. Um, it's the probably like the. Biggest one of the biggest components to why Taiwan has been invaded yet. They are the only people or company to, in the world that can make semiconductors that are I think I think it's two nanometers wide. So that's smaller than like a virus. Wow, it's like insanely small. That's it's, insanely small. It's like so small, like and that's Taiwan, and that's Taiwan, of course, and so. The chips that they make out of Taiwan are used, are, most of them go to the U.S. A lot of them, a large majority of them go to the U.S. We, like, buy them, and uh, that's why we have good relationships. That's why we keep our relationship with Taiwan, is for those um, chips, because otherwise, um, if we don't, then China gets all the chips, and we do not want that. No, I don't know. It's kind of like a weird, like, topic. That's so, before I got into this, oh, by the way, it's be real time, so we got to the be real real quick if you guys haven't heard of be real if you guys I haven't heard have. of, if you haven't heard about be real uh you're living under a rock so exactly you're living under a rock 
Well, I'm gonna film the camera. People are gonna be like, why are you with a tripod in the middle of your room? All right, cool. Well, anyway, so just to kind of like, I didn't wanna make it too long, but like, I was just thinking it's interesting. Like, this is a big ongoing thing at the moment. So also make sure you don't shift the- Yeah. Um, so China is, um, so they, they, it all started when the Chinese government revealed their hypersonic missiles that can travel like I think it's like five times faster than the speed of sound and they're like undetectable because they can like actually navigate in the air and like kind of maneuver they don't just go in like a straight parabola like a ICBM of course um and so the U.S. government freaked out and Biden Joe Byron was like no more chips for China and that means any chips that the U.S. Companies use they can't sell to China any chips that foreign governments use that have US chips can't sell to China either Wow, so it's like a huge ban going on. I think it's pretty undercut like under I mean unless you're into global politics like me um, <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't hear about it a lot and so it's a big thing at the moment um, and it's interesting just because like it's kind of like flashbacks to like um, Cold War mentality where it's like it's not about so much like nukes anymore, but it's like chips because like they are kind of like the future and it's like what advanced it's like the biggest advancements that we're making besides I'd, I'd argue nuclear fission sorry fusion which is I hope I'm not out of camera but anyways um, nuclear fusion which is uh yeah it's huge and we won't get into that but anyways um, I don't know there's one thing god damn it ah I shouldn't have said God's name in vain sorry guys <laughs> sorry um, guys Anyway, so yeah, I don't know, that's something interesting going on. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know about it, but it is like kind of interesting to hear how the U.S. is like, so, uh, they talk about being a free market, an economy, but... Free market, yeah. But uh, it's very much so like any other government where they make decisions to protect their own domestic markets. And and what, in your opinion, makes the U.S. so special? Um, I think it's the culture. Our culture. Cause it's because it's like unlike, most of our culture, not gonna lie, a large proportion of our culture is nothing but corn and. Well, like I wouldn't even say that's culture. Stacks. I think that's just like six people that live out there and take care of us. Yeah, stuff. of course. And I, I, I'm talking about like, um, yeah, like so, like yeah, of course, like a big part of the U.S. is just dedicated to like agriculture, and it's what even's more interesting about that is that like I think I forget there was a map of like showing like it was like shows like i think it's 50 percent of all the food that we make or like food is like used for like feed for like animals so like, oh yeah no i think more than 50 percent yeah i think it's so. just gone into animals but we don't know Our and like that. it's all polluted <laughs> it's all polluted it's all fertilized and like yeah probably and you know that's oh my god there's so many good topics now i can think of so that's why like i'm so interested in like um vertical farming at the moment because like vertical farming so vertical farming it's where they like, they farm indoors and they have like rows of like like of like farmland like it's not like they're not growing corn obviously because corn is super intensive crop or yeah it's a more intensive crop but they're growing stuff like i think like soybean maybe or definitely like tomatoes like so, it's like small stuff like at the moment and they can do it it's so cool because like a building if you like if you talk about like that's why we cities are an economic 
like powerhouse is because of verticality, like like how like we can densify like where people live. Now that we can imagine densifying what we eat, like in terms of like having a farm like located within a city, because then you eliminate so much of like what causes pollutions with like you eliminate like the transportation. Yeah. You eliminate probably a lot of. Well, look, we live in an apartment building on the undisclosed full floor <laughs> in case you guys are trying to visit us but we live we live high up we live high up you guys can probably see out the window yeah but regardless hope we don't get docked. oh fuck <laughs> but regardless well i don't think we could get swatted here very well it would be hard for them to know our exact address even for someone to locate Let's, our exact address that'd be kind of difficult yeah until someone that we know starts talking about us and then mm-hmm. they like film we throw Freaking rages here. Yeah. Thing. But yeah, with with these type of buildings, all you would have to do is add like balconies that just have their own little farms. Yeah, and, and oh, and that's the other thing, like micro, like anything on the micro level. That's like something I do think about a bit. Is like you can take like any part of like the economy and then like bring it down to a micro level for the consumer, like. Like electricity, for example, like you know, you have solar panels. Like people are starting to put solar panels in there, and I think that is a really good way. I think centralization in general isn't. It depends. Like I, I there's a lot of examples where it works really well, but like as a general like um, theme, like centralizing yeah. stuff. Like for electricity, for example, it's like I think half of it is wasted on the grid, like being transported on electrical wires. Wow. Um, and there's so many, and I mean, transport, transport by itself is one of the major pollutants. That's why for electricity, low, no, just in general. Oh yeah. Transportation just in general. I mean, if everything was centralized, we had access to everything yeah, nearby. Do, yeah. I, I do believe in decentralizing stuff and like kind of, and that's why capitalism makes a lot more sense to me as a individual. I think kind of socializing stuff is good in for like, and it can be done properly, but it's kind of. It, it's a challenge in terms of like kind of because you're in charge of like everything so like it's a definitely yeah. an interesting topic and then because if you want to live in a city I mean it's kind of you know your private property but if you want your private property to also be integrated with farm life and stuff like that yeah, like, I mean it's it's always possible it's yeah. always possible I, it could always be a merge too you know like yeah. picture every building yeah and this is actually one I wanted to get into earlier I believe that ultimately all of humanity should live under a globalized government. I I find that a weird one, you know? I'm a little extreme. We don't have, we, not everyone has freedom of transport, so let's say, I mean, not everyone has freedom of transport, yeah. but the people that do have the opportunity to be like, oh, the U.S., I don't like the politics in the U.S., let me just move somewhere else, and then they're safe. But people wouldn't do that. Most more people would probably be coming to the U.S. if anything. Yeah, but if we had a globalized government, yeah. just imagine what could go wrong if that one government. No, it. it yeah. Oh, when you mean globalized government, do you mean all the governments are actually in some sort of, like. I what I mean is like, obviously there'd be it's like the kind U, of like it's the like UN. The U. Yeah. The UN doesn't do anything. The UN is just like a game show where like countries come up and they talk smack about each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they love to do. Although this. I mean, they do do stuff in the UN, obviously, and I do like the UN, but 
I don't think he's not talking bad stuff about the UN. I think the UN could do. It's like you know, it just falls short of like what it's supposed to do. It's like there's too many examples of like when they fail to like address a certain issue. I mean, you could simply just say like right away, like you know, Rwanda when they were doing genocide and all those terrible atrocities, and then like I think the Balkans. It took like I think the UN was ignoring like the war going on over there and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. There's no country out there that's an angel, that's for sure. Huh? There's not a single country out there that is an angel. Except, uh... You could say, like, Iceland. Like, Iceland is pretty... They're pretty chill. <laughs> pretty chill. They have such a small crime rate. I think they only have, like, half a million people that live there still. Well, maybe that tells you that more people is not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, Despite the declining birth rate, which is seen as a negative thing. Where? In Iceland? In the world. Oh, the declining rate of birth. Yeah. Yeah, it's still increasing. <clears throat> but, I mean, ultimately, you don't want any, like, you don't want to fully sustain and grow. Like, then we wouldn't be able to fully support. Like, I mean, at the current level, like, I mean, um, yeah, like. I mean, also, look. That's not, this declining birth rate thing is not keeping in acknowledgement technology. Technology is also exponentially going up as this birth rate is going down. Technology is there to replace jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Declining birth rate, the main issue is that, oh, we won't have someone to do this job for us, right? Well, we'll have technology replace them. And I think that is the oh, like you're you're talking about like the like the, the scare of like how like there won't be people to fill in the positions exactly. Are. I mean, I don't exactly. Think, yeah, I mean that's so far in the future. It's so not really far in the future. I think we're supposed to hit like ten million and like. And for context, guys, we are twenty years old. Yeah, each of us, both of us. Each each of us are twenty years, forty years old. 40 years old. Yeah, you're 40, I'm 40. Uh, no, we're 20. In the, like, since 2002, mm-hmm. think about the insane amount of change that's gone on in the world. Yeah. The insane amount of change. We lived before the iPhone. We lived before. Imagine having a phone. Being an phone. iPad baby. Oh my god, we, we're lucky we missed that. We're so lucky. We were pretty close. But who knows, maybe some of those iPad kids will literally become fucking geniuses. But that depends on what software they're using, obviously. <laughs> like, give, give a kid an iPad. Give, yeah, give, uh, for all the parents out there, if you're watching us, um, do an experiment and see what your kids are doing. Yo, make a calculator game. Then they just, some Yo, of these kids start becoming robots. They should make kids... They show out kids to only play chess on their iPads. <laughs> that maybe in China. <laughs> maybe in China. But, uh. Yeah, you know, like the Chinese, like, how they, like, have the government, like, they can. I think. I don't actually know if this is just a. Like, if this is, like, uh, fake news or if this is real. Mm-hmm. But I read something where it was, like, or I've seen it a few times. The government in China, for anyone that's below, under 18, they. The Chinese government has access to their computer and is able to lock them out of games after, like, I think, like, two hours of gaming. And then they, like... That's so silly. And then, like, I think, um, it, like, after, like, 11 or midnight, like, you can't even access, like, you can't play... And is porn games. even accessible there? Probably not. Probably in some ways, shape or form. Yeah, of course, of course. There's a lot of people there. Although, 
Did you hear the news that they are on a decline of human, like their population just declined from last year? Like the first time. The first time since like nineteen sixty something. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So like they're well, they're it, gonna. It go could also be because of someone, a certain you know, president's efforts in not even allowing girls to be born. And also not alone. No, it's not the... That, that was his efforts. Either no, it was a house... No, one-child rule. A one-child rule, exactly. policy ruined it. But they, it's not that the president... Um, families generally wanted to have sons instead of daughters as their child because the culture there is that when you have a son, the son will continue to take care of his parents throughout his entire life. Like, throughout the Yeah. Year. But the daughter, when she gets married, she, like, stops... She like moves on. She moves to the other family, and she yeah. doesn't. She doesn't come. That's the general culture, but it's probably changed if anything. Like since, like I don't know. We're last, more connected last, with last, each last, other now. You. I mean, the China is so much. It's so different. But I can imagine. From you know, like, even in China, apparently, um, like Merriam-Webster, like the toy company, right? Yeah. Cannot exist in China, because in Asian cultures, once again. Wait, what I'm, store? Sorry, I lost you. Merriam-Webster, it's like the toy company. You know, the, or, sorry, Fisher-Price, but I'm, okay. I'm getting mixed up. You know Fisher-Price, Fisher-Price, it's like the big toy company, all the wooden toys you used to play with as a kid. Re- no. Regardless. I only got a BB gun as a kid. One of the biggest toy companies, I said Merriam-Webster, that's the dictionary, I'm sorry guys. But uh, Fisher-Price was unable to do good business in China because there they don't even have a toy culture toy, Damn. Like, oh like they they just simply just had no like demand no they have no demand and instead they cherish kind of like family relationships they play the piano piano educational stuff and kung fu there's perks to both you know muay thai no it's thailand playing with toys was like a good thing to have in my opinion like as a kid as a kid yeah i liked legos I loved Legos. I was I, I played, obsessed. Uh, I played so much with Legos. I'm but like, then, but the thing is, like, then you grow up and you realize how expensive they are, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Not just and the thing though, I I feel like Legos, they should change a bit about their their product. Is that, I mean, obviously, like what they do is totally fine, and like they don't need to actually change it to like make it better. But I think what they could to make it better is like have the Lego, to, actually this would be sustainable technically, making the, the Lego set like itself, like you can kind of help push the kid to kind of be more creative with them. Cause like they give you the guide to build the thing. Yeah. And I always followed that like a, like a Bible if I was a, of course. Like, evangelical, but like once I built it, I didn't want to change that cause it was too good. And if I tried changing it, like I was worried, like it was never going to be the same. And I have like, a giant chest because no, we had like extra Legos. The I difference got. though is you never moved. I moved. When I moved, I didn't move until I was thirteen for the first time. So yeah, when I moved, all my Legos destroyed, all got thrown into that chest. So I have a huge trunk, like a like a trunk you could fit a body in, a child body. Um, okay, that makes it full better. to the brim with Legos. So you could, you know. Another concept could be allowing Legos to be meltable in the sense that... I think it's like health hazard with that. Yeah, but what if they made it meltable in the sense that you could... You had molds, and then you could just 
put like remold the plastic into anything. Bro, you're, any talking about, you're talking about heating up plastic. First of all, the kids are gonna like burn themselves because kids are dumb. Oh yeah. And then but gonna... but no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying like the plastic. I'm saying they change their material to something that's meltable and then can you know reharden, and then you just make it so like kind of like wax, honestly. You make it so any set they want to build, they can build, right? They just have to melt it down and remold it into the pieces they want. I guess. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Your Legos are sick, but they're too expensive. They're too expensive. Also, when we get them now, it's like you build it and you just let it sit. But it can be a memory. I saw like a video where it was like people go on dates and they like build Legos together. Yeah. Could be a cute little memory for that date. Fails miserably. I like to stick to coffee. Yeah, coffee and business. Coffee and business. Um, anything else we want to talk about for the first episode? Not really. These chips are pretty good, though. Where do you get chips? These chips? Downstairs. Oh. Guys, do you think it's controversial if I put these with hummus? Because I feel like it would be actually be really good. It's a uh, New York cheddar, by the way. Sorry for all the Middle Eastern audience. But... I think we should wrap it up. We're going to wrap it up, but... Just to continue on to what our podcast is going to look like for the future. Yeah, good point. Definitely better quality. We're going to have guest people. And you guys are going to be excited because these people are out of the ordinary, to say the least. We are getting people from all over the world because Montreal is a really international city. Yeah, people who have unplanned ambitions. Um, yeah. Maybe so unplanned that they find them on the spot while they're in the podcast. Maybe they'll come out of the podcast a better person, a more inventive person, someone with an idea. Some, you know, And so can you as an audience person. You can... Feel free to give us ideas for future things. Yeah. But we'll um, also continue doing like solos where we just talk. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. kind of intimate sometimes. Get a little... A little... A little... Close. A little close, yeah. We live together. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, what else? I, I really think that is it. Um, I'm really excited to see where this podcast goes. I think we'll have more of a structure to our it. topics. Um, yeah. Shout out to all the people I said I was doing this and I finally did it. By shout out to all the people in Iran. <laughs> and shout out to all the people that made it this far. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is our first episode and uh, yeah, it's like everything Max said, we're excited to continue doing this um, throughout college and seeing how it grows. And maybe, who knows, maybe we become more ambitious ourselves with what comes out of it. Yes. All right. It's January 22nd, 2023. And um, thank you for listening. Hope you have an amazing day. Goodbye. Peace. Peace. Press uh, the button. Which one? On the top. <laughs>